The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and delighted to be joined on the show by Lee Sansom. Lee is a former bodyguard to none other than Princess Diana. He is the author of Protecting Diana, a Bodyguard's Story. Lee, you are very, very welcome to the show, and thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. Um, if we can go back in time, back to 1997 and your role, I mean, how, how close were you to Princess Diana? What was your job? How did you get it? Yeah, Kieran, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, interesting question. You know, uh, 25 years ago, um, and in the book, I, I mentioned uh, Princess Diana, a few chapters. It was only 10 days of my life, but a big, a big, um, a big time in my life really and and after the events that happened in paris it, you know it kind of changed my life for forever so uh, essentially i was on the bodyguard team for mr mohammed al fayed the guy who used to own harrods and his family and i'd worked with him for several years and on that particular trip to saint tropez um at his villa i say villas it's almost like an estate or it did it's he sold it now um, I, I, and it was a, a villa that I knew very, very well from years ago in there. Um, and then that was the, during the 10 days where the princess and the princes stayed as guests to the Fayed family. And that's when I got to, you know, spend time with her. And when you say spend time with her, I mean, I, I kind of, some people might be imagining the kind of, the, the, the uh, taciturn bodyguard in the corner, not really conversing too much. I understand uh, from the book, you, you and her had a, a number of, conversations yeah we did Kieran yeah and I think this is the thing with with the the whole bodyguard scene a lot of people um you know when we see it on the tv and you see the the steely-eyed killer looking at if you can see them without the sunglasses and and again those people are required on some on some close protection jobs as bodyguards and you know I, I work all over the world and I have teams all over the world um but on on this particular trip it was holiday and we were, uh, we, it was a large security team. And on that particular um, holiday, our job was to blend in with the family. So, you know, I'd be wearing shorts, T-shirts, you know, whatever the family were wearing, all the prince, princes and the princess. And because it was such a low key, or, or we thought it was until the paparazzi turned up and it went crazy. Um, it, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'd be sat in the car with with the the princess, or I'd be I'd be driving, well, taking her around on a on a tender on a small boat to, to to the big to the big larger boats that the fireheads had. And every morning she would come down uh, while I was getting the the beach ready. I used to get all the toys out of the beach hut and and, and prepare everything and make sure everything was safe for everybody. That was a role I used to do with a, with a friend of mine. So she would come down and she would uh, she would just chat to us and it was that time of the day the paparazzi were still sleeping, um, so yeah I, I I was very lucky to have spent some some kind of quality time with her just chatting about all kinds of stuff you know. And tell you mentioned the paparazzi there and of course the, the paparazzi played such a role in her death not long after those few days uh, that she spent with you. What what was her relationship like with them at the time? We all understand how toxic it was, but I mean, did she talk about that to you? Were, were they kind of forefront in her mind? Yes, they were. And and, and she was, she'd apologised several times for their presence there and how it was um, affecting the Fayed holiday and the Fayed children. 
and and our jobs as well. It made our jobs extremely difficult. So she was very um, she was very understanding and you know obviously caring about others and and that was you know she, that's what made her such a, a wonderful woman I think and and those qualities that she had uh, of being very honest and and just saying what was on her mind. I think that's why people loved her so much. You know. The, the, uh... There was talk, and I, you, you get into it as well in the book, that she was willing, so, so put off was she by all of this paparazzi attention, that she was willing to uh-huh. kind of pack up and move to the States. Yes, that's right. I remember when she told me, I was, um, <clears throat> it was a bit of a bittersweet thing for me, really. I think it was for her, because <clears throat> as she was talking about this, and, and, and I, obviously I have family uh, who live just outside New York, so I'm, and, uh, you know, I've been to the States many, many times. So I was just chatting to her about the country in general. I've got family in Indianapolis as well. Uh, and she was explaining that in in the States, they loved her so much and the press loved her. And she felt, she obviously felt welcome and loved there. Well, she said she did. And it, it had got to that stage where she just couldn't, she just couldn't continue her life as a as a, a you know a private individual just being hounded and and it's 25 years ago so uh some of your listeners probably won't remember but some of a lot of them will that anything she did was commented on and a lot of the time negatively to sell newspapers or whatever people were selling about her mm-hmm. and i think she just had enough and she was willing to go there this is this is what i thought when she told me the story that she knew she couldn't take the boys with her, who she loved so much, and you could tell she was a great mother, and she was willing to go there and just see them at school holidays or, or you know, maybe long weekends and mm. things like this. So, yeah, she, she must have come to that crossroad in her life and, and for her mental wellness. I think I think she, she thought she had to do it or something was going to break. I, I mean, something obviously did break you know it all came to a head then in Paris you, were you almost working in Paris is that right yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a short story but it was quite amusing at the time so one of the guys who was there Kez um, Wingfield uh, he, he was there to back up uh, Trevor Reese jones who was Dodie's allocated bodyguard all the family had their own allocated bodyguards and teams so, uh, and, and Kez was actually on the Jonicle, one of the, the fire's biggest yacht. And uh, he had a cold, or a, a really bad cold. So we put him on there in isolation so nobody else got it on, on the holiday. So we drew straws as to who was going to go with Trevor because we knew, you know, somebody would have to go with Trevor. And we picked out straws. And one of the guys picked out the short straw. Kez wasn't there Obviously, he was on the boat um, with his with his cold or flu or whatever it was, and he picked out the short straw and he just happened to say, "Well, I guess that's Kezzy's then." So he drew the short straw. That's why he went. But any one of us could have gone. But I mean, we've been in, we've been on holiday with the, with the family for quite some time by this time, and we were absolutely shattered. And the last thing I wanted to do or anybody wanted to do was go on with the princess and, and Dodie uh, cruising the Mediterranean. So that's yeah, any one of us, any, any, I think there's about five of us could have gone on that, on that particular trip. Where were you? Can you remember where you were when you heard the news? 
Mm. I, I can, uh, as many people can. And it's, you know, it's like that JFK moment. I mean, you could argue probably bigger. And I'd, I'd got back from a second trip out to Saint-Tropez and I'd come back and I was tired and, and I, I was, uh, I'd had a little family get together at my house, a little barbecue for, you know, my friends and family that I hadn't seen most of the summer. And I was just happened to be washing up as, as you do when you're the host and everybody had gone. And, and I was just washing up and click tidying up. And, uh, and, it, and it, I saw it flash across Sky News. Something had happened. But I'd, I'd missed, I'd missed a few calls on my, on my phone. And then instantly I checked. I knew it was the operations room in London and I called the operations room. So I was getting briefed way ahead of everybody else. Obviously I was getting it real time. So yeah, I think that was a long night for me because I was, I, I was get, got all my bag packed and everything. So I thought I might need to go in. I didn't in the end, but uh, yeah, it was a, I remember it distinctly. And, and of course as well, Kieran, this is what people kind of, they don't, they don't realize until you think about it, that Dodie fired, who I yeah, I spent more time with him and his family than my family for years, and and it was Mr. Fired's son, and, and he died tragically as well. So it affected me and the team and the family massively. The, the, there have been speculations. Well, I just want to ask you about this, given how close you were to the Fayeds, uh, obviously. Um, uh, that the relationship, not, uh, not one of convenience, but uh, it was... Diana w- wanting to make a kind of a previous partner jealous that there, wa- there that there wasn't maybe the same depth to the relationship as they would have us believe. You, you were there. You saw them together. Was this a real relationship? Well, I'll tell you what, Kieran, this is, this is interesting, that we make our opinions from the opinions of others that are published in the press and on the tabloids. And, you know, it was different then. There wasn't as, as much regulation. So, yeah... The only thing I can comment on was my time with her. I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, I just saw her with him and some of the, the conversations I had about her, about Dodie with the princess, she was fond of him. What can I say? And, and, and we, all the security thought, this is the start of a, a summer relationship. And, and but Kieran, I didn't know all the rest of it because I don't I don't kind of buy into that. So I don't mm. I didn't know what I was supposed to think. Mm-hmm. So I was a blank canvas, and I'm pretty astute at, at figuring people out with my experiences over the years. And uh, and I and I thought, here we go, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Uh, though what an awful, awful end uh, to the entire experience. Lee, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and thank you so much for taking the time. Lee Sampson is the author of Protecting Diana, a Bodyguard's Story. Lee, thank you. Thank you so much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.